Rooster Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. It is July 12th, 2022, and this is episode 89. Well, race fans, we're halfway through the season, or pretty close to halfway. The first two races are complete. We have three more to go on July 29th through 31st. They'll be in Tri-Cities, Washington. The week later, on the weekend of the 5th through 7th in August, we'll be in Seattle, Washington for the Home Street Bank Cup. And then they're going to finish the season out September 16th through 18th down in San Diego, California for the Bill Muncie Cup. We've got three races to go. The short season is pretty much halfway done. We're going to talk today a little bit about how those first two races went, some recaps with those races, some updates on some teams, and what we can expect to see in the next couple of races in Tri-Cities in Seattle in just a few weeks. With the first two races this year, we have two different race winners, two different teams that have won. I know many of you watched the Gold Cup in Gunnersville, Alabama. Had the big, the big race of the year start off the season. Uh, it looked like Jimmy Shane was the winner. A little bit of controversy, maybe, in that final heat. Before I say anything else, I'm glad to see that uh, H1 followed the rulebook, called the penalties that was needed. And they really try to show a lot of transparency um, with their social media with that. A lot of videos were posted, those GoPro videos. They showed a lot of data. They showed, and they kind of really gave us the insights uh, on social media, what went into the decisions there in that final heat. Uh, Jimmy Shane was uh, the winner on the water, but prior to the start, he fell off plane uh, in one of the turns, and it was deemed that he did that to kind of give himself an advantage um, for the start. Because of the 80 mile an hour trolling rule, um, I think some strategic maneuvers was going on there for him to kind of get that inside lane, get a better start, stop on the course, kind of get his timing marks correct. So uh, they gave him a penalty for that, uh, actually disqualified from the final heat. Uh, Vilwak was actually disqualified as well for dropping below 80 miles per hour. So within that 15-minute window uh, at the end of the race, the judges looked at the data, congregated the talked about, collaborated about with the evidence, the data, and the uh, awarded Corey Peabody and the nine strong racing team uh, as the, the victors and the Gold Cup champions for 2022. So it's cool to see strong racing get their first Gold Cup. It was the first Gold Cup for Corey Peabody, his second victory in Limiteds. And that team looked really stellar uh, that weekend and the following weekend in Madison. Um, definitely starting off on a high note for the nine team. The eight had a hard final heat. They blew a hot section, blew that motor apart. Hopefully you got a chance to see the video. There was some awesome video done by H1 showing the, the back end of the boat going through the first turn and part of the motor leaving <laughs> the boat. I think uh, their, their, their subheading for that was, uh, this is not a jet, or this is not an afterburner. <laughs> so. Uh, eight teams struggling a little bit this at the start of the season there, uh, having some difficulties blowing up an engine there. So, Peabody, Gold Cup victor, first race of the year. Next week, headed to Madison, Indiana. And this is where they got to, we got to see the showdown, 
right? I talked about that showdown. Uh, unfortunately, before the race even started, uh, didn't even get a chance to qualify. I believe they were just tested. The 4D team was out. They hit a log in um, the river. That river is notorious for debris. I've heard of stories of sticks, logs, frid refrigerators floating down the river, trash, garbage. Um, I've even heard um, some drivers say they've seen a cow floating down the river. Uh, whether that's truth or mythology, I don't know, but that river is notorious for having debris in there. And many teams have had uh, succumbed to the river with that, breaking rudders, props, uh, you name it. Uh, unfortunately, the beacon plumbing uh, damaged the prop, but it, it really damaged the transom. It damaged that back end of the boat. You could see uh, some good pictures put up online of the transom being cracked, the bottom being broken, um, the strut was broken out. I think the whole stuffing box was moved back. I'm not sure if that caused any damage to the gearbox and motor. I know it's not good for it, but uh, really just damaged that crucially structural, it really damaged that area that's so important to keep structurally sound because that holds a lot of pieces, a lot of moving pieces that's important um, for it to go and turn. So they, there was nothing they could do to have it fixed that weekend. I think even back in the bud days with uh, that, the, the super big dollars, I think that was uh, not a fix that could be done in a matter of a day or two. So they left early and fortunately I heard from their social media posts and from Stockland and, and Vilwalk, they've been posting that they've been working around the clock trying to get that thing ready and they will be in Tri-Cities in a couple weeks. So look forward to seeing the 40 back on the on the water because they've shown some really uh, impressive speed with that hull. Uh, they showed some fast times in Madison and Gunnersville. So hope to see them. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them back on the water in Tri-Cities, which is awesome. But unfortunately that, that brought the boat count from six boats to five boats for Madison, Indiana for that Indiana Governor's Cup. Uh, they had that showdown format that kind of affected that. They had to tweak some things with that. I think the 11 got placed into the last chance heat. So there's two um, shootouts at the last chance heat. And then they had the showdown final heat, which again, looked like Jimmy Shane was the victor. Um, but he, the, <laughs> uh, the victor come the spoils, he uh, was deemed, uh, was penalized. So Peabody was crowned the first showdown champion of 2022. I was traveling or I was in California when the showdowns were happening, but I got to watch that on my phone as we're uh, slumming around Disneyland. Uh, I gotta say, I'm a fan of the showdown. I, li I like the showdowns. Because if you think about it, there's more, more action on the water, more racing on the water, more times the boats are on the water. Um, only thing would have been, it would have been interesting to see it played out with six boats, so it was an even number. Um, I think that's a great format, a Saturday format to have the showdown. I'm a fan. Uh, just something different, new flavor for it. And we're going to see that again later this year. But I'm curious what the fans think of it. We'd love to hear from you. Got talking to some fans. Some fans like it. Some fans are confused. Some fans aren't in favor because with part of the showdown, they have assigned lanes. Uh, they like seeing the, the, the fight for lanes. But I, I, like, I like seeing the assigned lanes on that. I like seeing the uh, creativity with it. So I'm excited to see it happen again this year. But on to Sunday, the last day of racing we had on that Sunday. Uh, look, it was a 
heck of a race in that final heat between the nine and the one. Uh, Home Street Bank had the inside, but strong racing. Number nine, Corey Peabody on the outside was showing some tremendous speed in the final heat, keeping up with the Home Street. And they were just flying the boats each lap after lap. Um, they were on the edge. And unfortunately, the nine went past the edge. Corey was driving the hell out of that boat. That was so fun to see. Unfortunately, uh, bounced off a couple wakes too high. And it hung there. I was hoping it was to come back down. Unfortunately, it went up and over and tore off that right sponson from the hull. Did some extensive damage. Some cool aerial footage shots were, were done. H1 did uh, post some pretty cool aerial shots of the, the wreckage there. Fortunately, Corey is okay. He looks like he was safe. Uh, that's the most important part there. But uh, it was announced yesterday for officially from Strong Racing that they will be down to one boat for the remainder of the season. Uh, in their press release, it says that Strong Racing to campaign the U9 in three remaining races. So they're going to be down to one boat. Strong Racing's hull that has been running as the U8, Miss Tri-Cities, will be renumbered as the U9 for the remainder of the 2022 season. The boat will be the U9. Lynx Healthcare presents Miss Tri-Cities for the upcoming Hapo Columbia Cup and the U9 Boitano Homes in the Home Street Bank Cup at Seafair. Defending, U, er, defending H1 Unlimited National Driver Champion, J. Michael Kelly will remain in the wheel. Owner Daryl Strong said, The team is energized to focus our resources on one boat with the goal of winning all three remaining races. The hull that was severely damaged in 2022 Madison Regatta Indiana Governor's Cup final heat will completely be rebuilt in the coming months and Strong Racing will return at full strength with two boats for the 2023 H1 Unlimited Racing season. So good to hear they are dedicated to remain a two-boat season in the future, but unfortunately, extensive damage to the U9 hull. They're going to, with the three races left in the season, their focus seems to be a national championship. They're going to run one boat. Unfortunately, it looks like Corey Peabody won't be their driver. J. Michael Kelly is going to stay in the seat um, as they switch the numbers from eight to nine. But I'm sure Peabody's going to be there. Uh, it'll be a presence and probably be there for their backup. Hopefully that means they'll be able to, with their combined forces, they're going to make that um, eight, which is now the nine. But that hull, um, even faster and better. Uh, looks like they were struggling a little bit at the beginning of the year uh, this year with their lap times in qualifying, testing, and even in heat racing. So it didn't look like the same boat from last year. But with their consolidation of resources, I expect them to be up front once again. All right. We got a race here in a couple weeks, Tri-Cities. But before we talk about that, let's talk about points. Where are we looking at points? So, so far this year, we've had seven teams, or seven boats on the water. Um, the first race had U3 Griggs Ace uh, with Jimmy King. They're in seventh place right now with 825 points. We will see them in Tri-Cities. Looks like at this point, probably only going to see them in Tri-Cities as previous years. They've only come to that race and then gone back home, not making the trip out 200 miles west to Seattle. So unfortunately, we won't see them another boat there. In sixth place, with only racing one race, but because due to damage, uh, that's U40 Beacon Plumbing with Dave Villock. They have 1,369 points. Uh, URG, Unlimited Racing Group, is in fifth place. U11 with 1,944 points. 
just about uh, hundred and fourteen points ahead of them with two thousand and fifty eight points. In fourth place is the U eight Miss Tri Cities Strong Racing, and I guess they're gonna not accumulate any more points for the U eight, right? So uh, because they're consolidating their efforts for the nine for that high points chase. So in third place is one of the two Madison Racing teams, U91 Goodman Real Estate with Jeff Bernard, 2,729 points. So they're actually only less than 600 points away from first place. So that's a pretty pretty small gap from first to third. Second place is U9 Strong Racing with 3,049 points. And 251 points ahead of them with 3,300 points, the U1 Home Street Bank with Jimmy Shane. Close battle up front uh, between the one and the nine. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see how it plays out with that whole switch, the forced hole switch for the strong racing team. It'll be inter interesting to see uh, how it goes in Tri Cities, though for sure. All right. Well, speaking of points, are you playing deck to deck? How's your points going for that? How are you doing with the fantasy league? Well, so far I've got four thousand three hundred seventy-nine points um, for the first race. Uh, I got two picks. I got I picked I chose Home Street Bank and the Bucket List Racing. Thankfully, I didn't pick Bucket List for Madison. That would have been bad. Uh, and then I got I had Jeff Bernard and the Goodman Real Estate for Madison. Some pretty good points, I think. Uh, there, unfortunately, I had a couple of disqualifications for the, my first two picks in the first race. But in my in our league in Richelle Talk, that's not my league. It's our league, right? So I know we've got a lot of fans. Have joined us in Richard Tail Talk podcast league within uh, the Fantasy League, um, and if you haven't joined us yet, you still can check the website for links. I have links, direct links to that. But uh, I'm in fourth place. I'm top five. Uh, I've, got, I've got a few people ahead of us. Mix in third. I think that's fan mix shut. And then we have Zach Jones Racing. Who is Zach Jones Racing in second place? And then. Um, Hydro Dan, the league creator, he's in he's in first place. I don't know if he's got some inside tips or whatnot, but he's a couple hundred points ahead of me. But we've we still have some time for some more racing ahead of us. He actually put Hydro Dan put out a disclaimer or update for his league racing just yesterday or the day before. I guess he had a little up uh, update from Madison because he didn't have the showdown points showdown. Um, so we got those updated there as well. And it looks like for Tri-Cities, instead of having two picks, they'll have one because the boat count's a little bit lower than anticipated. Uh, and, or I'm sorry, for San Diego. San Diego would just be one. Uh, not sure if they'll change that for Tri-Cities or keep it at two. But for now, San Diego will just be one boat. All right. Well, I, I enjoy doing deck to deck. Hopefully you've given it, given it a try and given it a shot. It's, it's a fun way to kind of catch up and see how the points kind of stack up, right? Good way to track the season. All right, Tri-Cities is next. Who's going to be there? Who's going to be in Tri-Cities? Uh, looks like it's going to be a minimum of six boats. Uh, we've got U3, Greg Ace. Uh, Beacon Plumbing is working right now on that boat, trying to get that ready. They'll be there. U11 is going to be there for sure. Uh, they're excited about the race. They have one strong entry, and they have the two Madison boats, right? So I'm counting six. So where are the other teams? Sounds like Detroit's still hanging out this year. They're not going to be be back, it looks like. Reached out to the 12, Graham Trucking Racing Team. 
I would love, absolutely love to see Andrew Tate out there. Uh, they had plans to make the full a commitment for the full season. Uh, they paid their entry fees, but the team has been quiet as of lately. Uh, have not heard anything from social media on their website, any updates from the team. That team does like to keep some uh, some secrets from us, though. Kind of 50-50 if they'll be there in Tri-Cities. I did reach out to the organization, but have not heard or gotten a statement from them. So their, their future is kind of up in the air. I'm, I would love, absolutely love to see them out there, have another boat in the water, and love to see Andrew Tate back out in the water. One of the greats in the sport right now. He needs to be in a boat, and hopefully we'll see him in Tri-Cities. So let's keep our fingers crossed. The other entry, the 21, uh, Lake Ridge Paving. Last time I heard a few weeks ago that the team was, that actually they came out to Tri-Cities a couple months ago. They tested. They did a near 160 lap with their new boat. Uh, it's only really, it's only raced once. They, only have, they have very little time on the, on the water with it. Fast boat, Brian Perkins was ready to, and set to race it. But last reports heard was that they are unfortunately not going to be able to make any racing this year. They do have plans to come out next year. We should see them on the water. and Hopefully they have another uh, have a few teams with them. So over under seven, are we going to have six, seven, or eight? We'll see in the next few weeks. And I know we'll hear more from, this, from the organizations, more from H1 on what to expect. But we will have four other boats there, some vintage boats that are going to be there. Uh, that's going to be a good show. I can't wait for that. We're going to have the 73-pack Wing Wonder is going to be there. And they actually they tested a couple months ago on Lake Washington. They hurt their motor. Uh, they hurt some head heads in the motor. Uh, I think it overheated because a water pump broke on, on the water. Fortunately, Danny High shut it down. It didn't do extensive damage, but it did damage the heads in the motor. And thankfully, Ken Muscatella has some spare parts for it that they uh, took out. They're thrashing on that. They're going to make sure that's ready for the Columbia Cup. That'll be out there for the vintage exhibition. And they're going to be joined by the uh, Blue Blaster, Merlin Powered Blue Blaster will be there. And I believe Kip Brown's going to be driving that one. Uh, Danny High will be driving the pack. And of course, the, the, the uh, I almost said the Bubble Bud, that's not restored. The Griffin Bud will be there with David Williams driving. I love seeing that out there. I love it. David Williams, <laughs> he always does one or two good passes out there. I love hearing that Griffin. I'm excited to see that. But brand new, or newly restored, not brand new, newly restored 1979 Squire Shop, Merlin Powered, will be there. And Chip Hanauer will be behind the wheel once again in the Squire. Looking forward to seeing those four out there. Uh, those might be the showstoppers for us um, Hydro fans uh, that are a little bit nostalgic. So excited to see that. And it's, it should be a fun weekend. Saw a schedule earlier. They're going to have four heats racing. They're going to have Dash for Cash Friday night. Love seeing the Dash for Cash. That's always fun. Uh, they're going to have some qualifying, testing time. So it's, it's going to be a full weekend of racing. One of the highlights of the summer is having the hydroplanes in Tri-Cities. I'll just say that. Following week, they'll be in Seafair. Once again, they haven't had boats on the water. Well, they have boats on the water this year. But they haven't had the official Seafair race. Um, for three years now. The last two summers, no hydroplanes on the water. They're back, looking forward to it. The schedule for them 
It's going to be a condensed Seafair schedule. They're going to have testing at 9 a.m. on Friday for H1, qualifying at 11.45, and there's going to be a vintage exhibition at 12.35, and then that's it for Friday. So if you're not an air, air show fan, uh, make sure you get there early on Friday to see boats on the water because they'll be done pretty early. On Saturday, they'll have qu testing more qualifying at 9 in the morning. And they're, they're going to have their first heat at 10.30. So it says H1 Unlimited Heat 1. So there's no not 1A, 1B. So I don't know if that means there's only going to be six boats there or less, and they're going to run them together. I'm not sure. I'm, I would like to see a Heat 1A and 1B, so there's more racing, but we'll see. And then they're going to have vintage boats after that. And then at 12.45, on the Seafair website, this is official, on their schedule... It says H1 Unlimited Match Racing. So, for us Seattleites, Westsiders, we're going to see a showdown live. So I'm excited for that showdown. I can't wait for the showdown. I'm hoping there's an even number of boats. I'd love to see the 20 boats out there, but there won't be. But uh, I want to see the showdown happen in live time. I'm, I'm excited. I'm probably more excited for that than I am for the final heat. Showdown. Let's see the showdown. Uh, but that's, that's it for the racing for boats. On Saturday, 12.45 is their last. They'll start the match, not match racing. I don't know why they're not calling it showdown. This is a showdown. 12.45. I'm, no, I'm sorry, not 12.45. 1.45. It's 1.45. So that'll probably go maybe till 2.30, 3 o'clock with the showdown. All right, highlight of Saturday is that showdown. And then on Sunday, they're going to have testing in the morning. It says each unlimited heat 2. At 12.30, H Unlimited Heat 3 at 2.45. And then the final heat at 4.25. So looks like they're just throwing the boats into um, just one heat at a time, not doing A and B. They're just running, they're running less heats. But I'm hoping that showdown will make up for that. So I'm looking forward to the showdown. And I know you, you are as well. I think that's all I have for updates. Not much going on right here. We didn't have an episode last week. I know that was a bummer. Um, getting off subject here, but uh, I was traveling the week before. We were down in California. Took my son down to Disneyland. Since then, things have kind of gone south up here for me. Um, my son got sick. We had to drive back. Couldn't fly home because he was so sick. But we got home, and then we have a water leak under the house. So I've been dealing with that all week and trying to get people out here right now to to do work. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of wait time, so I've been trying to get what I can done myself. But we're back this week, and I know I haven't had an interview for a while, but I'm going to work on that. Next week, we're going to have an interview. I'm going to be interviewing someone about hydroplanes, hopefully someone in the sport currently, and we'll get back to some nostalgic interviews as well. So we need to talk about more hydros, right? A couple weeks, Columbia Cup is the Tri-Cities. Hopefully, I'll see you there. If, I do, if you see me, uh, just say hi. I love it when I see fans out in public and at the races always say hi i love that well i hope you've enjoyed our episode make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode we release new episodes every tuesday at 5 a.m pacific standard time also don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player as well as rate and review your experience for more updates on hydro news check us out on social media we're on the major players facebook twitter and instagram rooster talk is also online with our website www.roostertailtalk.com on the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, 
This is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.